Welcome to Sparks of History. We are extremely pleased to have with us today Rabbi Tully Wise. Rabbi Wise received his rabbinic ordination from the Rabbi Isaac Elhanan Theological Seminary Reeds and earned a law degree JD from Cardoza Law School. Rabbi Wise served as the rabbi of Beth Jacob Congregation in Columbus, Ohio, and has authored a number of books, including the Israel Bible. Rabbi Wise currently heads the dynamic advocacy organization, Israel 365. Thank you so much, Rabbi Wise, for being with us. We appreciate it very much. Well, thanks, Ari, for having me and uh, for this podcast all about Jewish history. Okay, thank you. Uh, just to get started, um, recent statistics present uh, what appears to be an alarming decrease in support of Israel in the United States, uh, together with an increase, as we've seen, in anti-Semitism, particularly among younger Americans. Is this trend prevalent among young Christians as well? And what could be done and what should be done to combat this uh, development? Yeah, that's a, an important question. Since October 7th, we've seen that not only is Israel busy fighting the war and the military front, but very busy at the same time fighting in media and in social media, uh, almost an existential fight for, against anti-Semitism. And we're seeing such alarming things that people who we thought were our friends are no longer our friends. And it's a big wake-up call to the Jewish to the Jewish people that all of the uh, the shift to the left over the last number of years and even decades is starting to really catch up to us and starting to um, really harm us. And it, it harms our, it, it harms us militarily. So we're seeing there is a, a major de decrease. We're seeing anybody who's been following the news sees that on the college campuses, the amount of hostility directed towards Israel and the Jewish students is terribly frightening. And the colleges have been overtaken by these woke mobs all over the country. And it's not just isolated in, you know, the Ivy Leagues. It's not just on the East Coast or maybe on the West Coast. It's really throughout the country and the Middle East, in the Midwest and throughout the United States. It's very, very pervasive, the amount of anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism. We all had thought that, well, the Christians are our best friends, and uh, at least we have the Christians. And a recent study came out just this week that is also not the case. In the uh, predominantly friendly evangelical Christian Zionist world, even in the evangelical community, support for Israel has plummeted in the last three years, Ari. It's, it's really crazy. A study came out that in 2018, 68% of, of, of evangelical, of young evangelicals supported Israel. It's two out of three. And now today, it's one out of three. The, the numbers, are, the decline is so rapid that it's shocking. You asked what we could do about it. Right. And, uh, you know, so that's a, it's a big question because historically, traditionally, as you know, we're both you know, Orthodox Jews. We don't have a lot of relationships between Jews and non-Jews. We don't have a lot of relationships out, outside of our community 
and especially when it comes to Christianity. Um, and so how do you turn this around when you don't have a relationship in the first place? It's a big, it's a big question. Um, there's a lot of reasons, of course, all of the, your listeners understand why it is that Jews and Christians or that Jews don't have relationships with Christians. It's because of all of the anti-Semitism throughout history and all of the, all of the both physical anti-Semitism and the spiritual anti-Semitism. That for centuries, Christians were at our throats. And if they weren't at our throats, they were going after our souls and with forced debates and forced conversions. And so we've really built a major wall between us and the outside world and the Christian world in particular for good reasons. Um, however, we're really living in a unique time when for the first time, really since because of the Holocaust, so many Christians actually are feel a lot of remorse or remorseful for what had happened during the the their history of Christian anti-Semitism. And especially because of the Holocaust, many Christians are starting to rethink, have started to rethink their theology and have come around to appreciating the Jewish people and appreciating the role of the Jewish people in history and even in their theology. And because of that, so there's been a lot of positive developments towards Israel from the Christian Zionist and primarily the evangelical community. And so over the last number of, of years and decades, increasing numbers of Christians have come out to support Israel. And so we have an opportunity today, even though the numbers are definitely going in the wrong direction, there are still many, many opportunities for the Jewish people, for the state of Israel, to repair the trends and to work with our Christian friends in order to show more support for Israel, but also to fight together against anti-Semitism. That's a big part of what we do at Israel 365. We try to you know, very carefully in light of the history and in light of our sensitivities in the Jewish community, we try to build relationships and build bridges between Jews and non-Jews in support of Israel and the Jewish people all over the world. I, I noticed, I saw today that there is a, a summit coming up next week, I believe it is, um, titled um, uh, God's Land. Is that, am I correct? There's a, a summit in which you will be taking taking part in. And, and what I noticed was there, there was- Keep uh, God's Land. Keep God's, God's Land. land. Keep, right? There's a lot of, uh, uh, there's Rabbi Wise, yourself, a lot of pastors. So when you go to a summit like that, what, what, what's, what's your goal? Like, what, what's the goal? Is it, is it more dialogue? Is it, or is it more action? You know, what do we, what do we need to do now in today's situation? Well, that's also a great question. In general, we have a two pronged approach. We have uh, first we need to educate and then we could talk about action or advocacy uh, and so the, the Keep God's Land conference that's taking place next week, uh, February 22nd in Nashville. So the 
there's two goals there. One, we want to educate people about um, basically like the first Rashi and the Chumash, where Rashi asks, why did the Torah begin with the stories of creation and the stories of and Bereshis, and not with the mitzvah of a Elachem, and not with, if it's a book of laws, why not begin with the first mitzvah? And Rashi explains that one day the non-Jews are going to accuse us of stealing the land of Israel and of being occupiers in their land. And the only answer that, that matters is that Hashem who created the world gave it to the Jewish people and that this is God's land. And that's something that today is, that Rashi is more relevant today than ever before, that Israel is, um, we are being accused of being occupiers. Again, not by a few unique individuals, not by a minority, but a majority of people think us think of us as occupiers. And yes, we could look at our history and we could point to the Balfour Declaration or other conferences and say, no, we, we, this land belongs to us legally and historically. But at the end of the day, for most people in the world, it's a matter of faith. And we're looking to reframe the conflict and the war from an issue of politics to an issue of faith. Most Americans believe that Israel is God's land. People know that that Israel belongs to the Jewish people. God gave Israel to the Jewish people. Most Americans know that. Most Americans believe that. And we're trying to reframe the issue. And that that means that even things like the language that we use, we have to use more of the language that the faith community uses, that the area that's contested today where the Biden administration wants to push a Palestinian state is in the Torah and in the Bible, it's called Judea and Samaria, Yehuda v'Shomron. And we can't use the language of West Bank because that implies that it kind of belongs to Jordan, that it's Palestinian, that it doesn't really belong to us. And what's the big deal if the Jews have to leave from the West Bank? But we have to say, no, it's not the West Bank, it's Judea and Samaria. You can't kick out the Jews from Judea. That doesn't make any sense to people of faith. And so we're trying to reframe the issue from politics to faith and educate them. And after we educate them, then we could begin to lobby their the people to get their Congress and their senators and their elected officials to also understand that America does not want to be rewarding terrorism with a Palestinian state. And America doesn't want to be in any way involved with dividing up God's land. And that's something that people of faith throughout the United States, Jews and non-Jews, can really get behind. And we're trying to articulate a, a new paradigm beyond the two-state solution that everybody seems to be uh, have accepted like it's, it's dogma. Um. Are there efforts, um, e- even as as you had mentioned, that there there is a decrease among perhaps younger evangelicals, and and a lot of the work is to try to increase awareness and understanding. Is is there an effort to expand support beyond the evangelical Christian community? And what are the obstacles involved in that? 
from a faith-based um, perspective? Well, the, the, the number one priority for all of us involved with Israel, education and advocacy, is spreading support for Israel in the Jewish community. And that is, we have a lot of work to do in the Orthodox community, and we have a lot of work to do outside of the Orthodox community. We assume that all Orthodox are pro-Israel. It's not true. A lot of Orthodox don't care too much about Israel. And they've taken it for granted, and they just assume that everything that, you know, that Israel is a great place to go for Yantif, but not if we don't defend it and not if we don't fight for it. And so we have to explain the struggle of Israel's survival in the Orthodox community. That is of utmost, utmost importance. And to explain the role of the IDF. The IDF is not this big, bad organization that's trying to make people less religious. The IDF is the, you know... It's what Hashem has given us to keep ourselves safe and our families safe here in Israel. And so we need to daven for the IDF in the Orthodox community, something that is not happening in enough shuls and shtibuls around the United States outside of the Orthodox community. So there's a real reckoning that's happening with the more liberal branches of Judaism where they're realizing that all of their other priorities are have have not helped them and are in fact hurting, hurting their Jewish identity and they're not there to support them. And so I think that you're going to start to see, and we are starting to see a, a shift towards their Jewish identity happening in the conservative reformed Jews. And we should not be there. You know, I told you so we need to be there with our arms open wide and, and to try to reach out to our non-religious and our conservative and, and reform brothers and sisters and to try and help them reconnect with their Jewish identity, reconnect with the Jewish people and reconnect with Eretz Yisrael. Outside of the Jewish community, there's a lot of work to be done too. There's, there's the, why we focus on the evangelicals is simply because they are most ideologically and theologically aligned to where we are. They believe in the you know, in the Hebrew Bible, every word of it comes from God. They believe that. And so we could talk for years and years with uh, evangelicals without finding anything to disagree about. And so, and there's tens of millions of them in the United States, probably about a hundred million evangelical Christians in the United States. And so that's simply why we focus our energies there. Are there other groups like Catholics and like Mormons who we should be working with? Absolutely. Are there Muslims who we should be working with? For sure. But the biggest, lowest hanging fruit and the biggest opportunity is definitely in the evangelical community. I just really would urge your listeners, if you have any friends or coworkers or colleagues or employees who are Christians, that you should take a minute and and ask them, you know, or, or maybe not even ask them, but to explain to them your personal connections to Eretz Israel and how much you love Israel and how you studied in Israel or how your children are studying in Israel and tell them how much Israel means to you. And it will open up a beautiful conversation. They'll share with you that they pray for Israel and you'll see that they're not out to convert you. They really aren't. They're really out there to, they believe in the struggle of Israel. They believe in the God of Israel. They believe like the first Rashi says that God, the God of Israel who created the the world gave it to the, gave Israel to the Jewish people. And you'll see that it's a really beautiful, a beautiful relationship can emerge. And once you have a relationship, then we could get to education and then we could get to advocacy. Um, what, what is next? I mean, obviously the summit coming up next week, what are, are some of the other things that are 
coming up on your extremely busy schedule uh, for Israel's well, 365? I think, first of all, we're all very busy for Israel in all, all of our own ways, whether it's davening for Israel or making chalas for soldiers or, or sending money over to Israel. The most important thing for people in Chutzlaret is to visit Israel. Um, what I'm particularly busy with right now, though, is pushing back against Palestinian statehood. It's a it's a clear and present danger. And I remember when uh, in the early 90s, I was young, I was a teenager, but there was so much opposition from the firm community against the Oslo Accords. You know, how and how could you divide God's land? How could you, you know, it's not ours to divide. It's not ours to give up. And you're not finding that opposition today. It's just happening. The Biden administration is just on a like a, a bull in a china shop when it comes to as quickly as possible implementing a two-state solution, implementing a Palestinian state, despite the fact that Israel doesn't want it, and despite the fact that the Arabs don't even want it. It makes no sense, but where is the opposition? And we're we're just trying. I, I would you know welcome every anybody to check out our website, keepgodsland.com. You could sign up for more information about how to get involved with the educational efforts. It's uh, not for everybody because, again, the, the big focus is on um, working with our Christian friends. And I know not everybody is comfortable doing that. And I get it. I'm not trying to convince you to do it. But if you do understand and if you feel strong in your own, you know, from kite and your, in your own faith as a from Jew. So there's really nothing to be worried about. And uh, you could help us. There's a lot of states who are working with the um with the elected officials, and we want to get more and more states on board with this mission, ultimately to uh, to get the American government to drop the whole flawed two-state delusion. Okay. Again, Rabbi Wise, uh, thank you so much um, for your, your words, your inspiration, and you should continue uh, to go from strength to strength in all the great work that you're doing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Ari.